Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. So today is January 26, 2015, and we have AC training number 9 of 10. So, yeah, tell me what's been going on for you in the week as far as communication goes, any questions that have come up. Your questions via sending me via email have been fantastic, by the way. I've really enjoyed the, the answering the questions for you. Um, I'm, I'm really glad to see the types of questions you are asking because you're really showing me that you're diving into this work, and I know you're doing some of it for pay already, and I just I'm excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, one question that came up was when you do a session with someone, um, say like in person or just, you know, over the phone or something, and they have like one specific pet they want to work with as far as, you know, if they were to just think of another animal during your session that they want you to communicate with, like, would you do, would you do that or would you stick to the one that you had planned on? Do you know what I mean? It depends how you're setting up your sessions. There are some communicators who advertise they will only do a talk with one animal for a certain amount of time, and the entire session needs to be devoted to that animal. Or there's the way that I do it. I don't base it on number of animals or a certain animal we have to stick to. I base it on time. So when I have clients book, they do a 15, 30, or a 60-minute session with me, and I tell them we can communicate with you know living or past animals, whoever you have in mind during that time. Um, so it depends on how you want to handle it, what feels right to you. I can understand why some communicators choose to stick with one because it helps mm-hmm. keep the person focused, you know, the animal focused. That personally wouldn't work for me because I find that there are times when it is appropriate or another animal in the family is just chiming in and really desperate needing needs to be heard. And I don't want to be so strict in my policy that, you know, I'm – saying no to that animal, because I really want mm-hmm. to honor the animal and the person. So it's right. really whatever feels right for you. Have you ever been doing a session and then with, like, one person's animal and then have another one of their animals try to start tuning into you or talking to you at the same time or trying to get a message kind through? Kind of like they're interrupting, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I have. Yep, and, you know, when that happens, I will often, you know, just kind of listen to what that second animal chiming in has to say, and, you know, if it really feels relevant, you know, it's a conversation we're having, then I I will typically just tell the owner, listen, your other cat named so-and-so is coming through, and he has this to say. Um, There was a session I did once where another person's animal came in during the session, and that's a rarity, and then that's a little bit different. So I handled it this way. The situation, I was talking with my friend's horse, and we were having a pretty in-depth conversation with her horse about a health issue she was having. And then all of a sudden, I could sense another animal. I suspected a horse based on the content and the information, though I wasn't certain. I said to her, Beth, listen, there's another horse besides your own coming through right now. I get that she's in your barn, and she's telling me that her hooves are hurting big time. Can you please tell her owner? We could not identify since the barn had apparently, you know, 
tons of horses in it, couldn't identify who it was. But the very next day, Beth emailed me, and she was like, listen, I was at the barn, and I found out which horse was communicating with us um, because I was walking in, and the owner of so-and-so, some other horse's name, was coming out and was saying, my horse, you know, I, she was just fine yesterday, and now today she's got major lameness issues with her hooves. I don't know what's going on. So I didn't spend, in the moment that other information comes through, I didn't spend much time with that other horse coming in, one, because it wasn't the horse who, you know, the client session I was doing, and, right. and two, we weren't even sure whose horse it was. So, mm-hmm. but not too common thing. <laughs> How do you think the horse was just able to sense your energy or knew that it was going on, or how would it know? It was probably paying attention to Rachel, which was Beth's horse, paying attention that Rachel was in the middle of a conversation with somebody who was listening to her, to a communicator, and so Mm. she just chimed right in, kind of piggybacked, if you will, in on the conversation. It's not common, though, Um, at least not common for me, in part because I think my boundaries are pretty clear energetically that that's really not cool with me, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. But I wasn't rude to the horse either. I just relayed the information to Beth, and honestly, it took no more than about 15 seconds to relay, and then we went fully back to Rachel. Um, the other question I had is, I can't remember if it was the last session or the session before, we were talking about um, after doing a session with someone to, it's always nice to like send a follow-up email or message. Yeah. What did you say that you would you said in those? Um, okay, sure. So uh, my verbiage is generally uh, just announcing thank you very much for the conversation. It was great to speak with you and your cat, Tigger, today. And, you know, I always send them a link to a recording. Um, recordings aren't something you have to do. I didn't do those in the early starting out, but um, recordings are, are nice. If you're going to include a recording, follow-up message is convenient to do so. But, yeah, even if you don't do a recording, just to follow-up, thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to speak with you. If you feel I can be of service to you again, Here's my website. It's just kind of like they they get one more um, recall of you, mm-hmm. not just the d- before the booking the session, the during the session, but they get a little something after, you know, basically thanking them, expressing your gratitude as a communicator. Because in reality, that animal, you know, wanted to speak with their person, but that animal also helped to further your listening skills. So I like to mm-hmm. express gratitude. But it's just a short little paragraph. Mm-hmm. Okay. How are you doing as far as uh, website and marketing and your mom? I know your mom was marketing for you. Are, are you doing okay there? You feel pretty comfortable? Um, Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out a website. I had a friend who, um, I have a friend who makes websites or made his own, so I'm kind of waiting for him to see if he would help me out with it. Um, as for, like, getting my name out there more, um, I'm kind of just waiting to see if anyone else is going to call uh, since my mom put something out on Facebook, but okay. I'm, I almost, I'm kind of wondering if I should put something out too online. It's just I have a whole different audience, you know, on my Facebook versus like hers, so I'm not sure if it would really be worth it or, I don't know, what do you think? Well, um, it's up to you. Uh, another idea, though, is if you have your own personal Facebook page, sure, you could announce it there if that feels right to you. Um, the, yes, and, and the crowd you attract and who your mom attracts for you will probably be slightly different. It's probably going to be a better match for you if you put it out there directly. With that said, another idea is you already have a personal Facebook page. You can actually make a fan page or a group page if you wanted, and that's free. Um, I have a couple of those. 
and you could put it up there with your name and offering animal communication you know um, information you can offer tips you can offer offer some more stories you know that you experienced and talking with your own pets uh, little blips of information that you know people may end up liking that page and checking back for more um, what I did once which I found fun um, I didn't charge for it. I did it just because I wanted to see the experience of, of seeing what it was like to do it this way. But I told everybody on my personal page and that fame page, uh, on this particular date between the hour of 6 and 7 p.m. Mountain Time, I will be doing free one-question animal communication mini-sessions on Facebook. And so during that hour, I just took them in the order that they came. I did require that people, and I told them this in advance, you must put your profile picture that day as the single animal that you want communicated with. That way their photo is there and it's super easy. And if somebody didn't, you know, do that, I, I skipped their question, you know. So I really That's a good it. idea. <laughs> but that's a nice way for you to practice. You can practice at your own pace. You don't have to feel rushed. And I kept it simple, sweet, and short. If somebody asked me a complex question, why, why is my dog being aggressive when, you know, at the dog park with other dogs, that could be, you know, um, a very big answer <laughs> that can't be covered. But what I did was I just gave the preliminary answer, and if it felt like there was more information from the animal, I added on underneath my paragraph of the pet's answer. It feels like there's a more here. Might want to consider a, a more formal, longer session. And at right. the end of that, you can put your website and your email and put your rates, you know, so if people want more, they know how to contact you. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was to post something on my own Facebook, how you think I should word it, just because, you know, my audience is more people around my age, so, mm-hmm. or, well, you know. First off, would you be charging for it, or would you be doing it just to get your name out there at first? Um, I probably would charge for it, but okay. I and kind I of want to try sure. your idea at some point. I'm just doing it free, like the one question thing, because I think that's an awesome idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so if you are going to charge for it, make sure you just tell that in your post. So a ways of wording it, uh, you know, you could mention, how can you word this? Since you don't have a website yet to direct them to, you could make up a little thing of, uh, I'm offering, you know, animal communication sessions these days for, you know, a half, a 15-minute session for such and such a price. And if you're interested, contact me. I would require in advance of the session or in advance of our appointment, you could even tell them we have to make an appointment to do this, a photograph along with the pet's name, age, breed, gender, and the pet must be owned by you or is passed and used to be owned by you. Whatever you want to set as your boundaries. I find that sometimes if people make things too general, then what happens is people start asking you lots of questions. Oh, this is great. When can you do this? And you get thrown with all these questions, whereas you can – you can spend time answering every single person's question, or you can provide the answers to the questions they're probably going to ask you one by one in that original post. Sometimes mm-hmm. more information is better. So put the price, put the time frame, how many animals you're willing to do in that time frame if, if you are picky. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being picky. It's setting boundaries. It's getting to know, too, Vivian, what you like, what works mm-hmm. for you. Every communicator works different, so really honor the way you work best. The only reason that I had hesitation and haven't done it yet is just because of the different audience that I have compared to my mom's. It's just, it's kind of hard to see if people would take it seriously or, you know, so yeah. that's the only Well, so you can't be attached to outcome. If if you are going to choose to post it on there, you, you need to 
kind of have the understanding in the back of your head, you know what, not all my friends are going to support me in this. They might think it's crazy. They might think I'm weird. They might think it's weird. Am I truly going to be okay with that if I get that kind of feedback or hear their responses, are you crazy, or something like that? Are you going to be okay with that? If you think you're not in a space right, headspace right now where you can handle that with grace, then maybe you want to wait a little bit, get some experience behind you, grow your confidence before you do that. The more confidence you have in doing this work, the far less people's words and opinions of your work or what you do really bothers you. It it really kind of rolls off your back after time because you know it's real and you don't have a need to convince anybody. Another right. thought, too, if there are people who you think would be open-minded, instead of putting it on your entire Facebook, just, you know, you know how you can do those Facebook messages um, via chat where they're kind of semi-private, but you can put whoever's name you want in the to field? Right, yeah. You could do it that way, too. Pick a handful of friends you think would be open to it, and put your little blip of information in there, and let them contact you that way. Right. I'm thinking I might, mm, I might try what you did first, like um, doing it for free, like one question thing, because that might get people like, you know, a little bit interested in wanting like an actual session. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I might just make a website first so I can put that on that information on there too if I was post it. You could do that, yes, yes. Um, other things I've seen people do is uh, other communicators. I never did this one where they, they charged people a certain amount of money, like $10 for a single question with their pet, and the people, you would just do it on your own time. Uh, people have done it via email. And, you know, they, people just say, okay, so it's $10 for one question for your pet. Give me your pet's photo and all information. Let me know the question, and I will send that to you as an email reply within the next three to five days. That's something you could have on your website, you know, or it's something you put on Facebook. Um, you know, Facebook is technically not keen on us advertising too much. So you, you can mention rates. They're fine with that. Um, I do that all the time on my Facebook page. But what you don't want to do is, like, say, you know, um, oh, you got to be careful about the pay. Um, redirect them to a PayPal, of course, you know, page, or, you know, tell them how they can contact you to submit payment. I've just read things about PayPal can be funny about certain things. So I don't know. If you go to my own fan page, if you've been there yet, on my Facebook, I've got an animal communication, insightwithanimals.com, um, or insightwithanimals um, Facebook page. You can see the kinds of things I write on there. I do advertise, but, you mm-hmm. know, if they want to register, I send them to my website. Right. Like, so you're saying, like, um, if I was going to post every, anything, um, put whatever the payment would be, like, direct them to a different page to see that yeah. or to yeah, yeah, ask yeah. directly. Yeah. Right. Um, the last question I had about that is, what did you charge at this state? Because, like, at least the position I'm in now, like, how far I've gotten. When I first um, because, started out, yeah, I, I, if I recall correctly, I did $25 for a half an hour session when I first started. Mm-hmm. These days, that's actually charge, what I started with, too. Oh, okay. These days I charge $85 for a half an hour session. Um, so it really comes down to what you feel your information value is, you know, every, mm-hmm. and you've got to see what is the value of my information I'm providing. Uh, right. you know, people 
you can't let other people judge your value. Only you can because they're going to see it in a different light than you are. So you're never going to please mm-hmm. everybody, so you've really got to set price for you. Something else that friend animal communicators did um, that I can offer you that I did not do is they did a sliding scale where they told the people, you know, a half an hour session is anywhere from 25 to $50, and I'll let you choose the fee. Mm-hmm. So if that sits well with you, you can do that. Um, I like prepayment, so I don't, I, I don't like a sliding fee because that lets somebody else determine my value. So for me and where I am in life, that doesn't fit me, but that's not to say it's not right for other people or for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you can change the way you do things. You can change your price whenever you want. Don't let people tell you, oh, you can't do that. Um, I, I'm i probably undercharging right now. Uh, I'm kind of middle of the range as far as communicators go. I've seen lower prices, and I've seen a heck of a lot higher than what I charge. Mm-hmm. So you, you've got to get comfortable with where it is. Peep, there are always going to be people in every money bracket that are going to be able to afford you. Mm-hmm. What, what, um, how long did it take you to get to the point that you're charging now? I've cha- I have changed my prices probably five times since I started in 06. So it's, it's 2015 now, so I don't know what that works out. It's a little over... And I, I didn't do it, you know, like every year and a half, really. Um, but that's how the breakdown would be mathematically. Mm-hmm. So I, I just upped it. Eventually, I went to the point where it was a dollar a minute, sixty dollars for sixty minutes, thirty dollars for thirty minutes, and uh, then eventually went higher. Um, I've never lowered my prices. I have. Uh, I'll do like Black Friday deals, you know, um, once a year typically. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll do a summer special if the, you know, if I feel moved by that where I'll offer you instead of a half an hour session being 85, I'll do 65. But I've been in, I've just never lowered it once I've decided on a set price. I've right. had one person complain, and yet she still continues to use me. She complained when I upped my prices. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, you can't please your clients. Right. Okay. Yeah. Great questions. <laughs> All right. Anything else that comes to mind? Um, not at the moment. Okay, cool. Well, let's dive right into our practice then. So I know I've got photos of your pets, and we've got the photos that I resent of the guys from last week. We already worked with the horse, so we're we're done with him, but the others. So today is for you. We will, uh, let's be flexible, I'll be flexible, and we'll do wherever and with whomever you want to spend the time with. So where would you like to begin? Um, probably with one of my animals. Uh, my mom gave me a list of questions that she really wants me me to ask two of our animals. Okay. Um, my main focus out of my animals that I really want to focus on the most is Sabine and Scout, the two dogs. Okay. But we could probably start off with my cat, Artemis, because my mom only had like uh, two questions, I think, for her. Okay. So how old is she? I've got her photo up. She is probably about, let me think, probably like eight. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and both tune in to her. Okay. Let 
me know when you've got her. Okay. And uh, what's your first question? Um, she has some sort of skin problem on her face, so my mom just wanted to ask if her face was feeling better. Okay, so go ahead and ask her, and I'll do the same. Um, I'm getting that she's saying that it's all right, like some days it's worse than others. Okay. All right. So when I hear her say, no, it's still dry. Feels dry. Um, we, I guess my mom gives her this face cream that she probably got from the vet, so she wanted to know if she wants the cream or does it hurt, that make it hurt worse? Okay, great question. Let's ask. Um, I'm getting that it would be helpful. Mm-hmm. I get it would be helpful, too. Now, when you ask her directly, do you want the cream applied? Ask her that. Yes. I do get a yes as well. With that said, is she crazy about the cream? Do you want me to ask her? Or are you asking me? Um, or if you haven't sensed it already, ask her directly. Are you crazy about the cream? Or are you? I mean, find out how okay she is with it being applied. Um, getting that she's not too crazy about it, but it helps. Yes, all that's correct. Cool. All right, next question. The last question my mom has for her is if she is hurting anywhere else. Okay. Um, kind of getting a no. You're kind of getting what? A no. Okay. So but I, I think actually, I'm something. Yeah, I want you to feel her spine. So feel it from the back of the head all the way to the tip of the tail. Take a run through. I'm getting that it's like uh, near like the bottom of her neck, like over where it goes over her shoulder, like by her shoulders. Okay. Uh, I'm not sensing anything there. I am sensing, she just calls it achiness in the midsection of her spine. You know, a kind of, you know, the Halloween cat pose cats do when they're scared of something. She shows yeah. the highest point of her back where it would be high in that section. She says can be achy sometimes. Okay. All right. With that said, I don't see her walking odd or anything that would indicate to you something's odd or off there. But that's what I hear. 
Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Anything else for her? Um, I kind of want to ask her what her what she feels her job is because I like to ask that question. Sure. Um, I'm getting that she likes to keep peace in the house is how I kind of heard it. Okay, okay. So, um, is that accurate? She does say yes. You're right. Mm-hmm. So I hear she says, I watch people come and go. I'm a caretaker. Takes care of the place, takes care of the people. Especially mm-hmm. by watching. Mm-hmm. Good. She's definitely very close to my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else for her? Nope. All right, let's thank her. <laughs> All right, and who next? Um, hmm. Scout. My mom had quite a few questions for him. Okay, okay. All right, let's connect. And your first question. Um, my mom wants to know if he's comfortable because she hears his legs snapping when he goes up the stairs. Okay. Um, I'm just getting that they ache a lot. Okay. So do they ache a lot? Would you say he says they do? They do ache a lot. Ask him, Vivian, on a scale of zero to ten, where the achiness falls. Zero being scout, zero being no no pain, no achiness. Period. Ten being so excruciating, you're begging release from your body right now. So where do you fall? I'm getting like a six or a seven. Okay, I'm actually getting a three. Oh. I'm getting much lo- lower. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go ahead and both feel his body. Scout, can I feel your body? Thank you. Feel you walking. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, he does have some, some achiness indeed. Front limbs. Feel it more in the front, a little bit around the hips region. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stiffness in the hind limbs, but he's he's pretty he's a trooper, he's a happy dog. It's not like it keeps him down. Right. Okay. All right. Next question. Um. My mom wants to know why does he sometimes throw up bile on our walks? Is the leash too tight, or is it choking him, or is it something else? Okay. Um, I'm getting that it does have to do with, like, a tightness, but I feel like I'm, like, there's something else. Okay. So, I don't get so much the tightness of the leash. I want you to feel the, what emotion is he giving off when he's on a walk? 
Uh, definitely anxious. Okay, okay. So I get excitement when I see if they're anxious there too. Well, yeah, yeah, it is not nervousness. It is anxiety, a little bit of anxiety. So that and excitement. So that is more contributing to his stomach. Now, when he throws up that vial, bile, in order for bile to be thrown up and there's no food to be with it, he's got to have an empty stomach too. So that would make me want us to go ahead and ask him, do you need a little bit more food in your body before you go for a walk? Would that prevent you from vomiting? Um, yes. He thinks so, yes. I get a yes to that as well. Yep. So how much do you think I should like we should give him before he goes? I wouldn't give it to her right before. I would kind of time the walk with, well, well, let me ask you this. How many times a day is he being fed? On the morning and at dinner time. Okay. And what time is the walk generally? Um, usually, like, later in the day, sometimes in the morning and later. Okay. So let's do this so you can learn. So let's go to the time frame that he's eating his breakfast. And I want you to feel his body... Or just ask him, how how long does that food stay in your stomach before your stomach is empty again? I feel like it doesn't stay there that long. Okay. If you were to put it into hours. Mm, probably like a couple hours. Yep. Yep. Good. Good. And after a couple hours, it has moved on to the intestine for the intestine to take over and do its job. So he's very much got a empty belly. So if you're going to take him, you know, in the afternoon, maybe an hour before his walk, you know, you could give him a little handful of food or you could give him a treat or something that's going to, for his stomach to basically work on. But it also feels like his, his emotional state is contributing to the vomiting, not so much the the pulling around the neck. I don't I don't really get that a major thing. Okay. Okay, what next? Um she also wants to know why he's been getting up in the middle of the night to go out. She's wondering if it's a lack of exercise due to it being like, you know, too cold or is it something else? Okay. What do you get? Um, I'm just getting because um, of his age, he's been needing to go out more. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got it. You got mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with warm or cold. No, he's really got to go. Mm-hmm. Good. Next. Uh, those are the questions he had, but I had a few too. Um, okay. Let me think. I really want to talk to him again about his barking. Uh, I actually talked with him out loud the other day about it, and it just never gets any better. Um, Like, a lot of my friends and even my boyfriend really don't like him just because he barks so much. Like, he will bark at almost everything, like, almost more than the average dog, you know. Like, someone gets up to do something, like the cat runs, he 
barks. Or he always barks really loud at when we feed him, and it actually like makes me would not want to um, feed him because it like hurts my ears. He barks so loud, or you know, a car goes by, he barks like at the slightest movement, like everything he barks. You want him outside, he's constantly barking. Like my mom actually got a shot collar once and then didn't use it because she felt bad, but it's like that's how bad it got for her. Okay. And it, it just is really um, bothers a lot of us that he does that so much. Okay. All right. Well, um, there are alternatives to, to a shot collar. I, I wouldn't, yeah, I, I'm not keen on those personally. There are citronella. Yeah, me either. We didn't use it at all, so. There are citronella collars, but, you know, the, of course the ideal situation would be to find out more information. I don't recall what he said last time, so. Let's just go ahead and ask him why he barks at all these things to refresh my mind and so that you can get the in-the-moment answer, which may or may not be different than whatever he told us last time. Right, okay. Um, I'm getting kind of two things, one being it's due to excitement and the other just being like almost like he can't control it yes. is what I'm kind of getting. Yes, he's oh. on edge in his body, okay? So if you if you go inside of him and you imagine, you, you just sit and rest or you sit and pay attention as he, you know, hears the food getting prepared and he barks and as he hears something outside and he barks. Can you feel how it's not like he's a calm dog watching, you know, the food being prepared or a calm dog hearing that sound outside? As soon as he hears that sound outside, it's like... Jittery? Yes. It's like he jumps in his own skin. He's like, whoa, and then I'm going to bark. Mm-hmm. And all that happens simultaneously. Okay? So you've got a dog on edge, which makes me wonder if there is adrenaline that is constantly running in his body. So ask the universe. Let's both ask the universe. Universe truth, does this dog have adrenaline constantly or near constantly coursing through his body? Yes. Yes is the answer. I can, I can like, see it, too. Okay, okay, cool. So here's the thing with, with animals or people who have adrenaline constantly running through their body, they're going to be a little bit jumpier or more reactive, if you will, than other beings who don't have it running through the body. There was some study done in something we were taught back in vet tech school that basically when you have a, a nervous animal or a timid animal or an animal is always anxious or always on edge, that adrenaline will actually stay in their system for about two weeks. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like you've got to kind of know that it's going to take two weeks for that adrenaline to kind of calm down and chill out. If during that two-week time something else sets them off that they find you know, um, worthy of getting worked up about, then more adrenaline gets released, and there's an additional two weeks. And some of these animals and people are constantly in a state of adrenaline always being in their body. So it's nearly impossible for them to come down on their own. So you want to try to help relax him. Him doing what he's been doing and asking him to just stop, it's not going to work. The universe is telling yeah. him to stop. So there's things you want to try. So let's let's play on this for a moment. So let's both ask the universe truth. Universe is a flower essence of benefit to this dog and his what's going on for him. 
Um, yes, it could. Okay, so I get a no to that for this dog in this situation. For some animals, it really will. Um, with that said, it's not going to hurt to try Rescue Remedy or Anxiety put out by, you know, Green Hope Farms. But I don't get a strong read on that. So mm-hmm. let's check out other things. What about uh, Tea Touch Wrap? Are you familiar with Thunder Shirts at all? No. A Thunder Shirt is based on the idea of taking a uh, a wrap, just an ace bandage wrap, and wrapping it around the body of the dog. It's kind of got a swaddling effect, just like it would for a human infant. Human infants tend to be swaddled as babies because they feel themselves in space and it's not like they're floating around and it often tends to have a calming effect on the nervous system. So if we did an ACE bandage wrap or the more common um, product, also known as a thunder shirt, let's look at the ACE bandage wrap. If you wrapped him yourself with this truth universe, would this help calm him and his nervous system? I'm kind of getting a yes. Yes, I'm getting yes, too. Okay. So I'll send you a link after. I'll make my myself a note, an ace bandage wrap. I've got a link I can send you on how to okay. do that. Very simple. You just do it on your own at home. If you ended mm-hmm. up wanting to get a Thunder shirt, those are sold. Um, I know Petco sells them. I was looking at them the other day. They're pricey. Right. They're about 50 bucks. So an ace bandage mm-hmm. wrap is cheap. Okay, let's also okay. ask. As far as a Tellington Touch, are you familiar with Tellington Touch, T-Touch? Mm-mm. Okay, so this is something you'll probably want to learn as an animal communicator. It's a nice resource to know about. So if you go on YouTube.com and you type in T-Touch or Tellington Touch, which is the full name of it, for and pets, you're going to ha- see all these videos that are going to teach you about how doing how to do these little tiny circles with your pads of your fingers, nice and light and gentle. Many animals like this. And many animals find it's extremely relaxing. Why is it? Because you're touching the body, you're touching the nerves. And, again, it has a positive impact for many animals on their central nervous system. So, oh, is it like a massage almost? Uh, well, no, not really. Massage would be a different modality we could ask about. T-touch is it's little circles. It's little circles all over the body, nice, light, and quick, and you move them here and there and everywhere. So okay. it's different. So ask the universe to touch, truth universe, would that have a positive impact on this dog and helping him calm down? Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Okay, I get yes as well. Good. Now ask about massage. And let's pretend it's massage that you could do at home, that you could watch some YouTube videos on, on how to massage your dog. So ask about that. That's a different type of touch. I'm getting no. I get a no as well. Good. You could so probably make him freak out. Going... What's that? I said, like, you would probably make him get excited or anxious or something. Yeah, yeah. It it really depends on animals. They're all just so different. So that's the one, mm-hmm. one of the ways. When I am trying to help troubleshoot with an animal and a person is I will actually go through all these lists of tools that I'm aware of. And sometimes I run out of ideas. And when I do, I just simply ask the universe, truth, is there something we can do that none of us are thinking of? And oftentimes mm-hmm. the universe will give suggestions. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, what's your next question? Um, That's about it. I mean, I guess we could ask if how he would feel if I got a turtle. <laughs> okay, sure.
um, I'm getting a hippie to like fine with it. Yeah, he says okay. He doesn't care. Yeah, like why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. Okay, well that's the questions I had for him. Okay, good. Then who do you have next? Sabine. I had a bunch of questions that I thought of for her. All right. Well, thank you, Scout. And Sabine. So let's call her in. All right, and your first question. Hmm. Okay, so she did this really weird thing yesterday that just seemed um, different to me than what she normally does. She came in my room. Uh, I was just, like, lying in bed. She came up, sat on my bed, like, just, you know, sat on my bed and put her paw, like, on my stomach and just, like, stared at, like, up in the air, like, up in, like towards the ceiling or towards the window. And she, like, sat like that for, like, five minutes, and then just left. Okay. So let's ask her, what was that about? I get that she was trying to help with something. Yes. But I'm not really sure. I'm not sure what. Okay. Well, ask her, was there energy work involved? Uh, yes. Yes, there was. Good. And so I, she was working like, with you. Um, can we ask her, like, what it was? Because I knew she was, and I thought that was interesting. I just am curious to know what it is she was working on. Okay, so ask her. I'm just getting, like, helping relieve stress in my stomach. Okay, let me ask. So, was it about that? I hear no. So, ask one more time with a blank slate. I'm not really getting a clear answer. Okay. So ask her what she was, this is about connecting. Ask her what she was connecting you to or with. My guides? Maybe. She was just connecting you with the bigger picture, the universe, the divine. And your guides may have been a part of that but she was just doing a form of energy work. I think that's interesting because I recently just got a book on energy healing, like Reiki, because I have a friend who is a very gifted healer who is going to be teaching me soon, so I'm kind of getting ready for that. So I've never seen her do that before, so I thought it was neat. Yeah, awesome. She did that. Mm-hmm. All right. What's um, your the other day... Uh, her and Simon, you know how they usually don't get along, my orange cat. Okay. They were, like, really calm with each other the other day, but um, I'm pretty sure they were communicating. So I was just kind of curious to know what they were talking about. Okay. 
how many days ago was this? She said the other day. Was it recent, like yesterday, day before? Any idea? Um, it was probably uh, like two days ago, I think. Okay. We were in the living room, and Simon was like by the door to the basement. Okay. Okay, that helps. All right, so let's orient on that moment, Sabine, and go ahead and tell us about that. Were you communicating in that moment, and what were you communicating about, if so? I'm almost getting like they were talking about boundaries. Okay. Okay. Interesting that you get that. It looks like, um, yeah, okay. So what I'm hearing from Sabine is she was watching Simon. She was watching him. When I asked why you were watching him, he was getting ready, although it doesn't feel like he was going anyplace anytime soon, getting ready to leave, either go downstairs or go elsewhere, it feels like. He was preparing, although he was sitting and kind of thinking about it for a time. So your word of getting boundaries, well, sure, it's who's going where. It's a very general term, but I would give yourself credit for it. Mm-hmm. So it's basically Sabine paying attention to what the cat was about to do, even though it seems mm-hmm. like it's time and forever to decide to actually do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just one okay. animal paying attention to another. Um, a lot of times... I always like to ask the question, were you in conversation or were you just paying attention to what another animal is doing? Because animals don't sit and chat as frequently as we humans do. They can, and they do, but not to the frequency we do. Oftentimes they just pay attention to what's going on for another. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, what um, next? Okay, so my next question. The other night, probably two nights ago, she she sleeps with me every night in my bed. Usually she'll sleep at the bottom of my feet or she'll sleep off to the side so I can actually put my feet out, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was doing some work um, just asking or trying to connect with guys or uh, star people or just kind of asking questions because a couple of days ago I was just trying to figure that out about, you know, who I really am. And I... I'm wondering if she was, like, because I had a few visits from different, uh, you know, guys or beings, and I was wondering if she was aware for that because she just acted different. Like, she was very close to me. Okay, sure. So were you aware of of other visitors, let's put it that way? Mm-hmm. I'm getting, yes, she was aware. Mm-hmm, she was, good. Yeah. What was she doing during that time? Ask her. And and what were you doing? Or what? How did you perceive? What what was, what was she doing? I'm just getting that she was listening. Yes. Good. Listening and watching. She was watching you work, paying mm-hmm. attention, not interfering. She was very respectful. Um. I'm wondering if. By her watching me, if that's how she was able to figure out how to do energy healing. Okay, sure.
Um, hmm. not really sure. I'm not. Okay, well, tell me what you think you're getting. Um, I'm kind of getting, in a sense, yes, but I'm also getting that she already knew how to do it. Both are correct. You're hearing correct. Because, yes, I also got a yes from her as, yes, you taught her, and then I was surprised by the answer. I'm like, so by chance did you know what you were doing before Vivian taught you? She says, yes, I did. So, so she knew, but you've also taught her. So she probably picked up some new learning from you, something she mm-hmm. didn't know or something that she could go to greater depth with. So you can are correct on both answers. Her, can we ask her what exactly I taught her? Because I haven't started actually energy healing. I mean, I mean, maybe I do it without realizing. Most of the time I don't, I don't really do much energy work. I shield myself and clear stuff, but nothing to do with, like, healing. Okay, yeah. sure. Uh, I'm getting, like, um, I taught her how to direct the energy, maybe? She says yes. She does say yes. Um, there's more to it. Ask her what else. Different places that she can get the energy from. Does that make sense? Um, It does make sense. Uh, In this case, I get, no, she knew that part already. It is, go back to the directing of the energy. It is about, yes, you, you showed her a different way of directing the energy. You also showed her, Vivian, how to open to the energy. She shows me this great expansiveness around her when I ask her, what's that about? Vivian showed me how to open to energy. And what does that mean, please, Sabine? How to be calm and crystal clear within the energy. <laughs> this has some aspect of, must have to do with the mind to a degree, being calm in the mind mm-hmm. and opening to the energy. She keeps saying opening to the light, opening to the energy. Mm. That makes sense. Okay. Because I find that by doing this work, uh, I remember our first session, you know, you had me do that meditation. Mm-hmm. I find that since then it's very easy for me to just get to that place really quick. Oh, good. Excellent. Like within like a very short amount of time. You know, I can just sit, take a couple breaths, and, like, I'm there. And then it's just a matter of me expanding the energy. So Good, 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 good. Yeah, that's that's what she's talking about, expanding or opening, widening, bigger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got it. Nice. What else? Um, so, okay, so Sabine and I, when she was younger, um, we got into Schutzen training. Do you know, do you know what that is? I do not know. Okay, Schutzen, it's a dog sport that originated in Germany as a temperament test for the German Shepherd Dog, and over time it was um, open to more different, you know, countries or places and different types of breeds, so they do it here in the U.S., and it's um, more like a showy dog sport. It teaches the dogs, you train them for three different phases. It's tracking, obedience, and bite work, and then you go and you compete and you do trials, you know, and since she was little, we never really got into it, and we stopped doing it because um, it was stressful for me and it was stressful for her because, you know, the club that we were in, they're very into it. And um, so 
I know that she really enjoyed the tracking, I think, so I kind of just want to ask her if uh, when it starts to get warmer out, if she would want to start doing more training, whether it's um, with just me or if she would like to do do, uh, training because after we stopped that, we went to this one dog trainer in Schuylerville who didn't do, he did Schutzen, but he also did like personal protection versus the Schutzen protection, which is more um, for show rather, you know, um, personal protection is more, it's like realistic. And he wouldn't work with us because he didn't think she was good enough, which I thought was kind of stupid. But I think she liked doing the work, so I just want to know if she wanted to do more work, I guess, in that sense. Okay. All right, cool. So let's ask. Uh, I'm getting a yes because she likes being active. Mhm. Yep. Yep. And she likes being with you. Mhm. Yeah. So fun. That's fun for her. Now, I asked her specifically, would you be interested in doing sniffing of the ground uh, trailing? Um. Yes. Yeah. Huge yes. Yeah. Huge she loves that. Um, yeah, what about the bite work? I mean, that's hard. You know, I can't necessarily do that on my own, but if there is someone who was able to do the personal protection work with us, would she be interested? Because I'm not going to – I don't want to do shifts in with her again. That I just think that was too stressful on the both of us, so it wasn't fun for us. Okay. But. Oh. Sure. So how about just doing the bite work if she found somebody to help you both? Would that interest you? Um, I'm getting a yes, but not as strong as, like, the tracking. Yeah, I get her shrugging her shoulders, like, eh, not really crazy about it. She loves getting excited and riled up, and a person can certainly do that in in the bite game, as she calls it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this doesn't have a high read. It's more like, eh, maybe. Yep. I mean, I would do both with her. I just like to do different things. Yeah. Have you ever tried agility with her? No, I haven't. Okay. You know what agility looks like, right? Mm-hmm. So go ahead and show her some of those images of herself doing some of those, you know, going through the, the tube, jumping over a small little thing to jump over, sitting and stay in a certain position, and see if she would have an interest. It's a, it's a listening game, basically. Uh, I'm getting a yes. To it, like she thinks it looks like it could be fun. Yep, she says yes if you don't order me around too much because I like to be free. <laughs> so <laughs> it would be interesting to try that and you know ask her again afterwards if that's something she would like to continue or not. Mhm. Uh, at one point, I um, talked to some search and rescue people because she liked to do the tracking, but you know, like looking for something rather than doing the very uh, showy tracking, like Schutzen. So can we ask if she would ever be interested in, um, like, a search and rescue type thing? Like, would she, would it freak her out to do search and rescue? Okay, Because that sure. is, you know, looking for people, whether, you know, they could be dead or they could be alive, you know, 
Okay. Yep, yep, great. Let's ask it. I'm kind of just getting like a, a, like it would be rewarding, but she likes doing it for fun more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hear her say, yeah, maybe, but I think her interest level would drop after a time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that doesn't seem like something she would want to stick with long term, even if you tried. It might be fun the first few times. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've got um, a few minutes left. What else? If there's anything else she wants me to be doing for her right now. So um, I'm just kidding that she wants me to let her run more. Yes, well done. Exactly what I heard. She <laughs> says running. I said, wait, you want to run? She says, yes. You want your person to run? Yes. I said, you want, you want to run with your person? Yes. <laughs> That's yes. funny. I mean, because I... I've been thinking about running, and we used to run together, but we haven't really been doing too much since it's been, like, so cold out. So, um, but, yeah, I can definitely do that with her. Is there anything else, or is that pretty much? All right, let's see. Um, I'm getting a no, like, she really just wants to run more. Yeah, yeah. The only other thing I hear her say, because I heard her think about it, it's like, no, I don't really have anything else. And then, oh, wait, tell her I want more meat. 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 Mm. Treats. Meat. Yep. These are edible things. Mm-hmm. This would be treats. Meaty treats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, see, it was kind of, no, she really didn't have anything, so you're accurate there. And then she was like, well, oh, wait, since you're still listening, I'll give you this. And sometimes animals will do that. They're like, anything else? They're like, well, I can come up with something. <laughs> but in general, no. All her important stuff has been mentioned. So you're accurate. Um, and then I would like to ask her about how she would feel if I got a turtle. Okay. Um, I'm getting, like, a little hesitation, but, like, she'd be okay with that. Like, yeah, you know, I guess I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She'd also want to know if she could do anything with it, and I told her no, because dog teeth can actually ruin or, or break their, their shell, break their body, and that's their skeletal system. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I guess she'd be fine with it, too. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought of a really simple question because I've always been curious about this. It's just what her favorite color is. Okay. Um, I'm getting that she likes the color blue. Okay. I heard blue as well, but red came up stronger and came up first. Okay. So she can see colors. Uh, so she, yeah, blue is fine. I, I really get excitement around red. Yellow, not so much. <laughs> some animals have favorite colors and some do not. For her, what's exciting for her in life is excitement. People moving, people dancing, people 
being excited themselves, being in joy. She just mm-hmm. loves, I mean, that gets her going too. She's just a very happy dog. The last thing that I think would be important to ask her is, uh, you know, Scout is older and he doesn't, they don't play together. So I'm wondering if she would ever want another dog to play with. But the thing with that is, when you know, if I, she's good with other dogs, but like at first she comes off, you know, as like a tough girl, you know, she'll bark and because of her size, you know, people will get nervous because she sounds aggressive, but, you know, when she gets up to most dogs, you know, she's fine, she's awesome, and she's good. And we have this one dog who's a, another German Shepherd, and sometimes Sabine gets out, like my mom will leave the door open, and she'll get out, and she'll, like, run straight over. So I'm wondering if she goes over to see the dog to play or if it's more of, like, a, um, like, claiming territory kind of thing because they're, like, right next door, and they got two dogs, and one's a Shepherd and one's a smaller dog. Okay, you cut out there. One one is a what dog and what is the what are they? One is a German Shepherd and I'm pretty sure it's female and the other is just a smaller dog. Okay, and which one is the body action she's been doing towards? Both or just one? I get it's more towards the shepherd. But okay. I know that females don't always get along so I don't know if it's she wants to play with the other dog or you know, cause I don't wanna put her with another dog if it's going to turn into a dog fight, you know, whether it's that dog or another dog. Okay. So, okay, cool. So I understand all that. So let's be sure we're asking the same question. So what word the, word the question out loud so we're asking this from the same same angle? Um, would she want um, another dog her own size or, you know, to play with? Okay, cool. Uh, I'm getting, like, a yes. That could be fun. Yes, I get a yes as well. Now, I'll ask her the separate question of, and would you want this dog to live with you or just a play date with this dog that lives elsewhere? Um, I'm getting right now that she just wants as a play date because she's never thought about another dog living with us. She wants a play date. That's exactly right. Yep. She, yeah, she, she's not too crazy on the idea of it living with her. <laughs> now, is the other dog that's our neighbor, does she want to play with that dog, or is it more like a dominant kind of thing? Okay, sure. And let's have that as our last question. Mm-hmm. What do you get? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> So when I'm not sure, rephrase the question or just re-ask in case you missed the answer. Yes. Okay, so I actually hear a no. She seems very on guard with that dog next door as if she doesn't trust it somehow. It may just be her lack of having really not met the dog in a formal let's all be friends here kind of setting. So yeah, I, I just get nervous. She's alert when she sees that dog and a little like... Uh, Is that why she always will run? Yeah, I guess that's another question. But uh, I just get nervous because she has a very dominant personality. She's um dominant dog in this house. So I always get nervous, you know, if she wants a play day, it's hard to find one that I feel like she would actually want to play with instead of 
you know, be more dominant towards it. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah, and sometimes these types of uh, dogs with, with you know, dominance interest kind of need, you know, reminders of, hey, are you going to play or are you going to be all dominant? Because if you want to play, then play. If you're going to be dominant, we're going to walk away. So, mm-hmm. and, and some of some learn from that, and others, you know, just like there are some human people that are, <laughs> you know, they they keep repeating the same error again and again and again. They do want they they ultimately end up doing what they want to do versus what you know why everybody originally gathered in the first place for. Maybe you can jump on. Um, maybe there's some uh, group. Uh, Yahoo is it Yahoo groups? I forget what the name of it is. But sometimes you can search for groups in your area that have other dogs who are same size. You know, play mm-hmm. group dates, and you know you could keep her on a long leash or keep her on a leash until you you see that she seems to be okay with the other right. dogs, and then you could put take her off leash. So that might be an option too. Mhm. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and thank her. <laughs> All right, and we are set for today. So let's just talk for a minute about um, training session number 10. So I know you're interested in a deer. I'm going to line up a deer for you. Um, We're going to be working with a mountain lion because I really want to include, uh, well, it's a mountain lion I've worked with with other students, and it's a really great, great thing. Um, Awesome. There's also, I want to squeeze in uh, another, I don't think we worked, we didn't work with Lucy. I don't think you and I worked with Lucy, a little cockatiel bird. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Has. So I'm going to include her because she she's a really nice example of how to problem solve. So I mm-hmm. want to give you that angle. And then if we have any other time for a fourth animal, um, is do you have a preference for who or what situation you'd want? Um, can I get back to you on that one? Yep. Yep. Okay. The mountain lion won't take long. Our questions are real direct. The deer we won't spend too much time with, just, you know, just get the bear questions. And Lucy I want to spend a little bit of time with. We we may have time for a fourth. So if okay. you find somebody you have an interest with, let me know. Um, if you want me to find a fourth as, you know, a fourth in line in case we do have time, just no problem. Let me know, and I can find somebody. Okay. Yep. And there's no homework for... No, I, I need to post that. No, no, no. I, there is going to be homework for not week 9 as well as for week 10. So when we have our last 10, uh, 10 training uh, on Monday, you're going to have a week to do that homework. I just need to get that up there and post it. I was having some issues at one point with uh, getting those up there, but the issue is resolved now, so I just need to actually okay. do it. So give me about 48 hours to get um, mm-hmm. week number 9 up, and then I, then you'll see. I'll send you an email letting you know it's up. Okay? Okay. Yep. All right. Thanks, Vivian. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.